You're listening to the Building Stronger Agents podcast, where we interview the top solo agents, team leaders, and brokers across the country to see what makes them thrive in today's market and beyond. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Building Stronger Agents podcast. And today, I've got a friend of mine, Asher Bell, young man in Manteca, California, uh, between Sacramento and San Francisco. He's been in the business since 2019. And... Um, He's crushing it with social media. In fact, he's got 16,000 followers on uh, Instagram. Um, there's a few things I hate about Asher. Uh, the guy's skilled at freaking everything um, from skateboarding to golf. He's ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger and he sells a lot of houses. So uh, for those of you that want to feel bad about yourself, you should listen to this episode. So how's it going, man? <laughs> Hey, man, it's going great. I just want to say thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, I've been, you know, anticipating this day. We've been talking about it for a while. I know that we've kind of been missing each other because of our schedules, but finally here and and really happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy to have you here, man. Uh, So you're a solo agent. Uh, what, 2019, 2020, almost three years in the business. No, just over three years. Um, yeah, just, just crept over three years, 33 years old. Last year you sold 12 million. You've done just about 10 so far this year. So you're going to be way better than last year. Um, when we met in, uh, in Mexico at the, at the event we were at, uh, back in March, um, I knew you had a lot of energy because you had everybody around that fire was sitting there listening to you. And, uh, Dude, how do you get 16,000 followers on uh, Instagram? But before we get there, like what you're 33, what got you into the business? What were you doing before real estate? So I've been in tech sales for 11 years. Um, I started selling cell phones at AT&T and then I went to Verizon and then I became a store manager and I started running sales teams. Right. And then helping others produce, you know, in sales. And that transpired into me going into Comcast business where I was selling internet to businesses. So I was on the business team for Comcast. So we would go business to business, door knocking. I did that for four years and I sold fiber, coax, internet services to the businesses, as well as VoIP and analog phone systems to businesses. And then I moved into enterprise channel um i went to at&t so enterprise so so just larger scaled businesses so um you know we're going from you know 50 to 100 plus employees and more yeah um so now these businesses need fiber connectivity um which is a dedicated internet circuit i don't want to go too far into tech but it's just a higher level higher level internet service um definitely has a higher cost um, but but it definitely gets a little more technical, you know, where we're working with sales engineers. So yeah. it just crept up from cell phones to small business to enterprise level businesses or or medium sized businesses. Um, so I've been in sales. Right. And what got me into real estate was in 2018, I bought my first home and I was talking to my realtor at the time. It was a buddy of mine from high school. I knew him because of Insta or social media. And I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, are you, um, can you help me get a house? And he said, yeah, I can. So as we're going through the process, I get pre-approved. And I'm just talking to him. And I said, you know, I'm a salesperson. So I'm inquisitive. So I'm asking him, 
So, man, how much are you going to make on this sale? Just curious. Um, and it was a $425,000 home. And he goes, about 12 grand. And I said, wow. <laughs> I, was, I, I was shocked. I said, 12 grand. I have to go 300% over my quota to, to make that kind of money, um, which is doable. I've done it a couple of times. But, you know, that, that's, that sounded like a lot of money to me. I said, how do I get into real estate? Because I saw the opportunity. Right. Right. I, w- I was the opportunity driven. And I said, I don't know any other place that you can legally make that much money, you know, with one deal. So I said, I got, I got to get into real estate. So I asked him for the courses to get my real estate license. And this is where massive action came into play. He sent me the courses that night. I purchased them that night and got started on them that night. I executed. I was working a full-time sales job, door knocking, six to eight hours a day. Then I would go to Starbucks after work and I would study for my real estate license. In eight weeks, I finished all my courses and I was ready to go to go and take my test. Then I had to submit, you know, go through the process, waiting on the DRE and whatnot. So that took me about a month and a half to get a test date. So going to take my test and I failed. I was crushed. I bet you I, and I, I'm good with, you know, I'm good with activities, um, but, you know, testing just isn't my thing. So I kind of, I kind of felt defeated and I walked away for about two months. I said, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to pass this test. It's not for me. Maybe it's just not for me. But something in me two months later said, there's no way that I'm going to let that test keep me from the opportunity that I saw. Something that the fight just came back. I just couldn't accept it. I couldn't accept defeat. So I said, I got to get back in there and just try one more time. I'm going to give it everything I got. I knuckled down for 30 days. I got a crash course, a really good crash course that someone recommended, a broker recommended to me. And I studied my butt off for 30 days straight, determined, absolutely determined, laser focused to pass this test. And I go back in. And I passed the test. It was the probably the biggest milestone because I've never passed a major exam or anything like that. I have a high school diploma, but that's about it. I took a couple classes in college, but I never got a degree. Right. So, so that's how I got into real estate. It just transitioned from my sales career and business development career and me purchasing a house and seeing the opportunity and pursuing that opportunity until I was able to you know, start, starting starting that career. So once, once you got that license, man, you, you still had a full-time job and it sounds like it was a demanding one at that. Um, what, did, what did that look like? You get your license. Um, you said you, you initially got licensed at uh, Keller Williams. Yep. I started then, at Keller Williams for and about, moved, and then you moved, you said it's a couple months, then you moved to Realty One, which is a California based uh, brokerage. But uh, like, yes. how did you, how did you navigate through this at the very beginning? What did you do as a brand new agent? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. It, it was very challenging. Um, but the reason that allowed it allowed me to actually do both is because I had an outside sales job. So I wasn't tied to an office physically. Okay. So I was able to, to kind of juggle both. I wasn't at a desk job where they were, you know, I was on the clock, had 15 minute breaks, 30 minute lunch, yeah, um, yeah. which I've done in the past. So it allowed me to kind of do both. But I literally had to work. You know, it was it was nine to five was my was my day job. And from five to nine 
was my dream job, was my career, right? Which was real estate. So after work and I was able, I was so good at my job in sales. I was able to get my work done in about four to five hours. So I didn't, I didn't have to work the full day to do what I needed to do and get sales in the day. Right. So it would, it would give me more time to go and work on real estate at that point. But the first thing that I did, because I have kind of always been a social media guy. I've always liked social media. I've always liked to work out and, and, and you know, do music and, and put it out there for other people to enjoy. But I did see that social media probably was the best way for me to get the word out about what I was doing. So I immediately started to work on content. This was back in 2019. Um, I had no real clue besides everyone was telling me just continue to go door knock, which I'm proficient in. I've been doing it for years and cold call. And we did that. We started door knocking in apartments and we were getting some leads there. I was doing open houses. I was getting some leads there. But what really started to get to help me build a brand was starting to market on social media. I would go into new construction homes and, and walk through with my phone and do tours. And, and then I would start to play with iMovie and I would start to do voiceovers on those video tours because I saw other people doing it. But they were paying professionals to do it. But I, but I didn't make excuses. I just went out and started trying things. Right. I, I wasn't really worried about what people thought of me. I was just going to put it out there. And it took me a while to find the right balance of how much real estate to put out there, because in the beginning, this is what I would have done differently. Knowing what I know now is I wouldn't have put as much real estate content out there because it was all real estate content for me. I got I became a realtor and that's all you heard from me. And I started to lose engagement more and more and more and more and more and more. Um, because there was nothing else to support it. There was nothing else outside of it. And, you know, people care about real estate, you know, this much, right? But, you know, when you add in your personal life and you're authentic and then you add in your gifts and your talents and your hobbies and your family and all the things that you like to do and some motivation and some inspiration, right? Now you have a well-rounded page and people can go there and get a little bit of everything. There you go. Right. This is so so I, balance. Are we assuming that the platform you're talking about it is Instagram, correct? Well, well, Instagram was the start, but I I take the same content that I post on Instagram and post it on Facebook. So, you know, they're they're pretty much intertwined. So I it, it's the same thing. So when I say Instagram, it's Instagram and Facebook for me. Are you using TikTok at all? You know, I I have a TikTok. I haven't really started to use TikTok. No, to be honest, I know that you're going viral and getting 500,000 followers. And I, I will eventually start to migrate there. Um, but I am production focused right now, primarily still, yeah. because, you know, that's, that's my income. Right. Um, so, so Facebook and Instagram literally have produced, you know, well over a quarter million dollars worth of income for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue it because it's working. Um, so, so that's the, so what Instagram's I'm not going anywhere. Right. Right. And, and neither is Facebook. Facebook is probably the number one platform for engagement because, you know, Instagram's is very tricky and challenging the way they change the algorithm every week. It seems like, um, so it's like, it's really hard to beat. But Facebook, you know, you gather people, you build your audience of people, you know, people you've met, people you might know, friends of friends, 
right? And, and you're able to post your content and engage with lots, with lots of people um, much easier than it is on Instagram. You know, Instagram tends to have a lot of the younger generation on Instagram. So you really have to make sure you have a, a well-balanced page um, so, it, so it can attract all audiences. You got to, you know, have a, the information, the education, a little bit of entertainment, family life, fun, work, food, travel, um, because that's what, that's what, you know, Instagram is pretty much known for, right? People like to get on there and they like to consume, but, you know, you, they don't like to just consume one entree, right? You got to have a good menu. You're exactly right. And um, did you, it sounds like you put it, like when you put all that real estate back on there, it's just like, in, if, if for those of us listening or for those listening to this, in real life, if you went to a party and all you did was just talk about real estate, um, you would start feeling the energy getting sucked out of the room. But yep. the one thing I forgot to mention at the beginning is in the introduction is that my man here is a professional rapper as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many skills... I mean, you're golfer, skateboarder, skateboarder. I mean, bodybuilder, <laughs> rapper. How do you even have time for real estate? Well, you know what? You know what's funny is um, when I do do music, it's it's kind of been in spots. It's it's been in, it's kind of been in spots uh, lately because I'm, you know, pretty pretty wrapped up. My schedule's pretty wrapped up with real estate, so. Sometimes I'll be able to sneak and get on my board still, but I've been skateboarding for 20 years, right? So I've already developed this skill. Right. So when you see me post something, it's it's that day that I was able to go skate. And then the same thing with music, you, you know, it was that it was that day or that weekend I was able to go to the studio and maybe make a song. The right. one thing that I am consistent with is is the gym because that's my outlet. And right. and golf is here and there as well. Yeah, but you hit a pretty broad uh audience with all of that uh so how have you turned all of this into business like how does that look because a lot of us who use social media and you've said i mean you're a young guy um but and you have a how many kids do you have two right i have two now yeah um mm -hmm. how have you you like for those of us who use social media sporadically if someone like really needs to use social media as a tool to generate like income, like you say, you're all about production. At the end of the day, you'd let all this fall apart if it wasn't producing, right? Because you'd find something producing. So yes, what does it what, what does it look like? When did it start clicking for you? And you go, oh my god, I am going to actually get consistent clients from this. Like, how does that like? What did you do? And how did that look? Did they call you? Did they send you a message? I mean, what happens? Well, you know what? That is a really good question, and it's and it's a very critical question that I want to answer. It took me about a year before I started seeing anything happen on social media, because in the beginning I was I was just kind of basically throwing up real estate, and and I I got the word out. I think people got the picture, but it was almost the same. It was almost like a turnoff, right? Where you meet somebody brand new, and all you do is talk about yourself, right? You don't take the time to listen to them. I wasn't even taking the time to listen to my audience, right? Because I was only thinking about what I wanted to put out. I wasn't thinking about what they, what the audience wanted to see. Um, so that, that was the difference. So once I shifted from just putting out what I thought was good, I had to start looking at what people wanted to see. 
Um, and that's what that? it, not to cut you off, but how did on 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 Facebook and Instagram or any social media platform, the only reaction you see is comments and likes and mm -hmm. or if you get a ton of views. So what was it that you saw that made you do the shift? Little to no engagement. I said, this isn't working. Just like you said, I said, this isn't working. I'm posting way too many videos about real estate, way too many posts. I'm over-educating at this point and I wasn't getting any engagement. I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to go back and just kind of post on what I like to do. And then maybe those, and it was just, it was kind of a, just a thought. I said, because what I used to do before real estate was I posted a lot of the things that I like to do. And I used to get pretty good engagement. So I said, hey, I I'm not getting engagement now. Hmm. I was getting engagement before. Hmm. What if I put more of that in and then with real estate? And then I kind of and then I added both of those things into the pot. And then when I started to do that, I started to see the engagement come back. And I said, oh, that was the trick. That was the trick. This is what people want to see. And then you also got to study. You got to study. You got to look at, you know, people you admire. I really like Ryan Serhant. He's a big social media, big brand type of guy. Um, you know, Josh yeah. Altman, very big branded type guys. Um, you know, Aaron Kerman. I mean, these are like the big level guys down in L.A. and Beverly Hills, um, you know, but they have this big brand about them. And they, they, if you pay attention, get on their YouTube, I study other people and everything that he was talking about, you know, you got to be a realtor. And that's what Ryan Serhant says a lot. You're a realtor and what? Are you a realtor and a father? Are you a realtor and a hiker? Are you a realtor and a cook? You know, whatever it is that you do, because we all have things that we like to do. You gotta, you gotta show people who you are in tandem with what you do. And then they start to buy into you because people work with people that they know, like, and trust at the end of the day. And you don't build trust by only selling what you do. You got to show them who you are as well. That is gold, man. That is what people have to focus on. And that's very organic. Yeah, and that it works. It works. Well, I see like the other day when you posted the, um, your new song at church, I mean, you had a ton of comments on that. And that's, and that's because I'm staying true to who I am. If you mm -hmm. think about it today, right? What do they say not to talk about in real estate? I'm sure you've heard this. Don't Politics talk about and religion. religion and religion. Politics and religion. Stay away from those. Don't talk about those. But I'm authentically me. I'm authentically who I am. I'm a man of God. I'm a Christian. I love God. I love Jesus Christ. Um, that my, That's where my faith is. That's my foundation. That is who Asher is. That's what I stand on. That's the man I am today. I wasn't always this person, but that's who I am today. And when I make music, right, I'm either making music about real estate or about my faith. And there's a lot of people that share that same faith with me. So you build your tribe, you build your community as you, and then that builds your brand within that tribe and that community by being who you are. Now, if right. faith isn't your thing, you know, you got to be who you are. But I want to I want to stop right there because you do it in a way that doesn't include a bunch of strong opinions. There's a right. difference when you're right. talking about the positivity around faith and you're not preaching. You're just you're 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 walking the your what is it? You're 
you're walking the talk, you're, you're just living a good life that includes your faith or showing what it's like to be at church. Don't mistake that, and I'm not telling you, but people listening, don't mistake that for pushing your political and religious beliefs about other things down people's throat. That's where it gets toxic. And right. I've never once seen you do that. Right. Well, when I share my faith, right, um, you know, as a believer, of course, I want to attract people to God because God has helped me change my life. So I share my testimony. That's what I do. I share how God has changed my life. I share how God has gotten me away from the drugs, from the alcohol, um, from the from the life of partying and the, and the life, just a wasteful life, you know, wasting my time, not being productive. I just share how God got me out of that lifestyle and got me into, you know, the lifestyle that I'm in today. And Absolutely. it's not just about the lifestyle, but, but about my spirit, about, you know, me being cleaned up, about me being a family man now, a husband, a father, these things wouldn't have happened if I would have still lived the life that I lived. And God was the help, the one who helped me transition. Right. But um, yeah, I agree with you 100%. So many people now, but when, when mom says don't talk about politics and religion, they're not talking about politics and religion. They're talking about strong opinions on one side or the other that, that right. tends to alienate. And nothing you're doing right. is alienating. Right, right. So I think the moral of the story is you've got to show people who you are. We live in a social society. And I always like to say this, you got to think of yourself as a director. If you were a director in Hollywood and you were putting on a television program, a sitcom, a Netflix series, you got you to gotta, you gotta attract people. You got to entertain them. You got to engage them. There has to be some suspense. There has to be, wow, what's going to happen next? What is he going to do next? What is she going to do next? What is she going to say next? She's always doing something. You got you to gotta figure out how are you going to not just entertain, but retain your audience's attention because it's, e it's hard to gain and easy to lose. It's so, so you got to pay Yeah, you got to pay attention to what, what posts did well, what posts don't do well, right? And then you're always recreating. You're always in create in creator mode um, because that's what you are. You're a content creator. You have to curate the content for your audience. And another thing that really helped me is I built my audience. So outside of Instagram, I go to a lot of social events. I'm heavily involved in the church, right? We have a big congregation. You know, I go to all the church picnics. I serve in the church. I'm in different ministries in the church, right? So that just, and we branch out, we go and visit other churches. But one thing that I do is when I meet people, I always ask everybody new that I meet, hey, do you have Instagram? Hey, do you have Facebook? Let's connect. It's, 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 not, it's, it's not intrusive. That's what we're here to do is connect on social media. Of course you have Instagram. It's a rhetorical question. I know right. you have Instagram. Right. I know you have Facebook. So, so when you ask somebody, hey, do you have Instagram? It's either yes or no, I only have Facebook. Right. Everybody has one. So if you seek to connect, with everybody you meet. Hey, by the way, do you got Instagram? Hey, by the way, do you have Facebook? That's how I built my tribe. Because now this is better than door knocking. This is better than cold calling, in my opinion, because if you're out, if you're intentionally going to events and 
social gatherings and parties and picnics and birthdays and bar mitzvahs, whatever it is you're going to. But those conversations that you have with people, if you start to connect with those people and say, hey, do you have Instagram or Facebook? Now you're able to put that content that you're curating in front of everybody that you've met. And you never know. And that's what started happening is I started connecting with everybody I came into contact with that wanted to connect, of course. And then I started to curate the content. So now they're in my audience. I'm building my audience. And now I'm, I'm positioned to present to that audience. And the next thing you know, hey, my randomly, it was, it was randomly and sporadically, people would reach out to me. Hey, my cousin wants to sell it home. My mom is thinking about selling. Hey, we're actually looking. Hey, that post you did on the FHA program. I didn't know you can get an FHA loan at 580. Uh, but these are, and these are people that I've, I've recently met. But because I built my audience, I curated contents to entertain and retain their attention and, and be informative and educate them and entertain them, right? They said, I like this guy. I had an opportunity to make them like me and, and, and know what I did. But you don't get that opportunity if you don't build your audience. See, that's a key um, factor that, that I think is missing. So it's not just about having a ton of followers because that's good for, you know, recognition, I, I, I assume, but the people that you can, will actually do business with you. These are the people that you've met. These are the people that you've seen at the party and at, and at the events and at the, at the Christmas party. That's where the power is, is connecting with people, you know, and who can do business with you. That's where you can make income. So that dude, so that what you're using your two social media platforms as a CRM. So basically you've created this engine and then you're plugging people into it as you meet them so that you can use, so it's very scalable because you can use that engine to now connect with all of those people. So I, uh, not, to, not to promote myself, but I use Facebook groups for that because Facebook groups lack the, um, the they don't suffer from the same algorithms that for, that divide. Yes. So in a group, Facebook likes groups because they know that people who join groups, they have common interests and they like group owners. So you can actually use a group to get to, I use a group to scrape all, all of my people into the group, invite them in, and then we post content four or five days a week. It's no different than what you're talking about, but we're just bringing them into one platform, which is a group, because the reason I've stayed away from TikTok is because you could have 40,000 followers or 100,000 followers on TikTok, but if they're all over the country, all over the world, it doesn't usually translate to business. And I'm a very cynical right. person. So I try to use my whatever social media platform I'm using, um, and yours is clearly working very well and will work well for a lot more people. Um, it's about getting using those tools to strengthen relationships with people that you already know as well. Not just, I mean, it's great for getting people you don't know in the community and building a not like you're building, you're building a celebrity status. It's like when it's the same reason that guys will stalk a celebrity they've never met and they start falling in love with her. Right. It's because they they feel like they know, know them just by watching their show. And I know there's a scientific term for it, but I can't remember what it is. But what you're doing with your Instagram specifically is someone can look at your Instagram and spend and follow you for a few weeks and they start knowing who Asher is. 
They, they're going to know you're a realtor. They're going to know you have kids. They're going to know you're married. And they're going to know all those other crazy skills that you have that make you a well-rounded person, right? Mm-hmm. You yep. So basically, you're showing a little bit of all of you uh, so that people can start building that no-like trust factor. And you're just using that as a, as a mass engine to build the no-like trust with more people than you could if you just went to these, the church events and to the picnics and hope that they remember you. That, that, is, that is the exponential power that you unlock when you leverage these platforms to build your business. Because now I get to show that person who I am every single day for free. Right. With zero ads with zero ad spend. So this is something that a new agent can do right. intentionally. And it takes time. Like I said, it took me one about a year before I started to see things start to trickle in because people watch you. Yeah, but the they reason watch dude, the reason you survived is because of the other things that agents aren't willing to do. Most agents are only they do social media because it's passive. And the one, the one thing that Asher Bell's willing to do is knock on doors and cold call because you develop those skills in another business. And you and I both know when you take that little wagon down the, you know, down the sidewalk and you show up and you've got your EXP shirt on or you've got, you know, or you're dressed in a golf outfit and you go knock on a door and drop off something of value, you're, you're building friendships that way. But you could do that a lot quicker and get today business that way. whereas Social media, it's like a it's like a wheel that gradually starts rolling and picks up momentum. And you can't yes. force it, just like you can't force a banana to, to go from green to yellow. But when you're not right. on doors, you were doing that at the same time. So yep. I think agents need to listen. The reason that 87% of realtors fail in the first five years is because they try to only do something passive and it takes a long time to pick up steam and then they run their paychecks get too far apart. But what you did and which makes makes you so remarkable. Well, there's lots of things that make you remarkable, but one of the things that makes you remarkable is that you're also taking action and you're not waiting for people to call you or reach out to you from Instagram. You're also, you've got a multi multi legged stool because you're also going out there into the neighborhoods you're going to these events, you're active in your church, and you're knocking on people's doors with a smile on your face. You're not asking them to give you anything, right? What When you knock on doors, what are you handing out in that wagon? So, so we had done a series right before I got busy because, like I said, in my third year of business, I worked so hard in the first two years where I've been consistently busy month over month. This year has been a little little different right i've had had some ups up and down months right um but we went and we handed out cookies in the neighborhood with a business card and say hey because i live in a new community um i i had built a home i've been in the home for a year it's a year old um and then the whole community is less than three years old so i just got out there and it was just a great way for me to say hey here's a cookie i don't want anything from you i just wanted to introduce myself and let you know that you got a friend who does real estate here in the neighborhood See? You guys have a great day. And then there were some people that appreciated it so much that they wanted to have a conversation because of the approach. It, I didn't ask for anything. I wasn't looking for anything. I, I didn't ask them if they wanted to buy or sell a home. I just said, hey, you've got a friend here in the neighborhood. So I sought out to make friends and build relationships. So it was just one way to get my name out there. 
100%. I think what you're doing, if every agent just fault, not everybody's going to have the battery of skills that you have. <laughs> um, but, but for real, everyone's got their own story. Every, everyone's got something they're good at. Every, you know, everyone does. You know, no one's just vanilla. You know, everyone, whether it's just you like to go for walks or you like to, everyone's got a hobby. They like to collect stamps. They like to crochet, whatever it is, build your world around that, right? And then pepper in a little bit of real estate. Absolutely. I, I will say this. I want to say this before we disconnect because we're pulling up to a listing appointment right now. That's cool. Is in the beginning, I definitely did everything. I couldn't wait because what I learned in sales is sales don't come to you. You have to go and get them. You have to do something to get bring them to you. It's like fishing. You have to put your bait on the line and cast your bait out into the lake in order to, to pull a fish in. Right. That's what getting business is all about. What is your bait? What are you casting out, right? Sometimes casting out means you need to find events to go to that aren't real estate related. There's plenty of events that you can go to. You just have to be creative and look. If you get on Eventbrite, there's there's tons of events, you know, where food truck events, um, you know, weekend at the park events. You got to get yourself out there. Real, right. Being in real estate is about attracting business. How are you going to retrieve that business is you have to go out and get it. So one thing we, we did as new agents is we went on knocked on apartment doors. Why is apartment doors, uh, not just any apartments, we looked in a city to see what were the highest, um, the highest rents, right, that were close or equivalent to what you could pay for a mortgage. So we strategically picked apartment yeah. buildings that were higher in rent. And guess what? about 60 to 70% of the people in apartments want to own a home, might right. not know the process or might not know that they could qualify for a home. How with, with the programs that we have, like down payment assistance and FHA programs. Yeah. So when we knocked apartments, I'll tell you this, from my first year's worth of door knocking apartments, guess what? The deals didn't come till the next year. Right. But I got four deals that all came from apartments that next year. Right. That work, that first year of work, it was I, I call it working in the dark because you don't you don't get business right away. But that work produced me four deals the next year. And then on that, then <laughs> social media kicked in a couple of deals, two or three deals. Um, and then that and then some referrals from that kicked in a couple of more deals. And it was just all the work that I did in the dark where nothing was happening, but I kept chiseling away. Till I hit that diamond. So I found the coal. So I got through the coals and found the coals that turned into diamonds. So yeah. you got to put that work in, in the dark. And I, the way I, the way I compare it to my, my team is it's no different than a fitness routine. If you're a soggy person and you want to get, you want to get more fit, you start the push up and, and sit up routine. You're going to do that. And it's going to feel hopeless. And you're just going to be sore. You see no changes in your body. You might feel a little bit stronger. You don't look any different. But it's the compounding effect because once you get over that hump and you're in maintenance mode and you're feeling and looking good and you're taking care of yourself, well, then those those push-ups are just as sore, but you're you're already seeing the benefit from the things that you did months in the past. So you continue doing it. Where most of right. us fail is that we do things for a short period of time, don't see the benefit, don't wait for the four deals are going to hit next year, and they give up. 
Right. And you and never that's, did and that. That's the you, myth. You, you're not a guy who gives up. That that's the key. The key factor is you've got to prepare, right? That's doing the work and prepare your mind to say, I'm going to do the work until something happens, right? You have to plan, right? We, we were strategic about where we door knocked, mm-hmm. right? We didn't just go door knock randomly. We did it in our subdivision that we lived in, right? Because now we're just a neighbor knocking on the door saying hi. And mm-hmm. two, we're knocking in apartment buildings with, with high rents that people could possibly afford a mortgage, Absolutely. right? So we planned and then we persevered. We prepared, we planned, and we persevered. Because for a year, I really didn't get much. I think I did three deals in the first in the first six months. And it wasn't until that next six months in the trailing was when deals started to come in from the door knocking, from the social media, and that engine that engine started turning. Good, I am man. so grateful for having for you having me on this show. And you know what? Let's do it again so we can do part two. Sounds you you gave a lot of great information here. Thanks for being on our show today, Asher. All right. Thanks, Will. We'll talk right. to you soon. Thank you guys for listening. All right. See ya. Thanks for watching okay. and listening to this, guys. Have a good day. I hope you liked this episode of the Building Stronger Agents podcast. Please give us a review and share our show with your friends. We will continue to interview the very best in the business to see what makes them thrive in this market and beyond.